You're listening to the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast, where we feature everyday rebel women just like you who are taking charge of their life and creating a path to financial freedom by building a business online. I'm your host, Eden Freed, and this is episode one. Boss ladies, I'm so excited to introduce this show to you and launch it with Liz Wilcox, my really good friend from the virtualcampground.com. Liz is an RV entrepreneur. She lives in her RV with her daughter and her husband, and she's going to tell us all about her first digital product launch, which was an ebook all about crap and how it totally changed her life. Stay tuned. Thank you for joining me and my virtual audience this morning. I appreciate it. What up, everybody? So uh, Liz and I were just talking before we started recording. This is going to be episode one of future podcasts that has no name yet. And we're just kind of joking around brainstorming names (laughs) and talking about how I decided to record my first podcast without an episode or podcast name and uh, how that's ridiculous. I don't think it's ridiculous. Um, I don't know. I think that's what I like about you and how we became friends is we're both kind of like, you know, no excuses. We're just going to go out and do it. You know, like, okay, yeah, I Googled it and I see this guy doing it. I can do it too. You know, you don't need to have everything in line. And I think that's why, like, when I first saw you on the scene so to speak I was like oh yeah I like her like she fully admits she is learning as she's going or this is her first attempt or second or third or whatever and that's who I am too so that's what I just love about you so yeah I was just telling Eden she should name her podcast Freediculous <laughs> like her last name yeah Freediculous Freediculous you know I'm not ruling that out and if you're listening to this and I did choose to go with Freediculous then thanks Liz <laughs> for the idea yeah I I don't know if that's really your style of a name but if I was to have a podcast and my maiden name was Freed 100% hands down. That's what <laughs> Noted. Um, but I like that we started with this because it's kind of going to be the theme for our conversation today because obviously, you know, we share this common personality trait of just like go with the flow, make mistakes as you go, learn from them and don't let that stop you from doing something. And Liz, you're the perfect example of that 100%. Liz kind of found me at the beginning of my journey and I started following Liz at the pretty much the beginning of your journey, right? Yeah. And even though I am not an RVer, Liz is an RV entrepreneur um, and lives full-time in her RV with her husband and daughter. Um, so Liz, tell us a little bit more about you and you know what you're doing so that everyone can get to know you. Um, yeah, I'm Liz. I live full-time in my RV. Um, with my three-year-old and my husband. Of course, we didn't always live in an RV. My husband was in the Army. Um, He was on track, you know, to retire in 20 years. And um, about halfway through, the deal on our house fell through, and we bought a camper instead because that's logical. And we lived in that for about a year before we decided, hey, you know, these campers actually move. You know, we could fire her up and go. And so um, I started my website, The Virtual Campground, um, about a few months after we moved into the camper because I knew, yeah, let's travel. You know, we got married. We had a kid to be a family, um, not to be apart. And so we slowly just started moving towards that, um, like, I guess they call it a location-independent lifestyle, um, nomad, entrepreneur, whatever you want to call it. And um, About a year and a half into um, that, we actually hit the road, and now we've been on the road for about nine months. But yeah, my website is all about keeping other RVers happy and humored on the road. You know, I share resources for people to hit the road, and then once they're on the road, I just share the most ridiculous stories, and somehow it's caught on, and people continue to come to my site. (laughs) I mean, it definitely has. You have quite a wide net of people following you. Not only following you, your audience really loves you. Yeah, I think um, I was talking about this last night. People want 
authenticity and they want someone to just be themselves. And so, you know, I read that and I just said, okay, well, I'm, nobody can do me better than me. <laughs> and so I just started, you know, telling jokes and sharing stories, which is what I do in real life anyway. And things just kind of went from there. Um, when I started my website, I was talking about, you know, all those other things people talk about in this lifestyle, how to budget for it, you know, how to make it happen for you, how to downsize, how to declutter, things like that. And I realized I really hated it. I was, you know, I was answering questions and emailing with people and I thought, gosh, you know, I just don't even want to talk to these people. They're, you know, this is boring to me. <laughs> you know, not that they're boring, but you know, that's not the type not of thing connection I want to make you know I don't want to be the declutter lady right mm -hmm. you know that's somebody else's thing that's not my thing um and I realized okay well storytelling is my thing I love sharing um I'm not afraid to be myself you know and so I realized a lot of other bloggers struggled with that they're more introvert so I said okay well I'm just gonna let my extrovert uh flag fly <laughs> and uh yeah people have really resonated with that that um yeah this morning before our interview I was writing an article about like best grills for camping which of course is one of those like Pinterest worthy posts mm -hmm. that I hate to write but I was reading it and I was laughing to myself because I um I was writing it in a funny way so that you know the audience that I have now will read it will love it and the new um, audience that I'm going to gain from it will see exactly who I am. Like I have a $30, um, a $30 grill on that post. <laughs> and I said, you know, this is for all the people out there that, um, you know, are too cheap to buy a real grill, <laughs> uh, you know, something like that, you know, like this one's for you. If you want to make life convenient, please do not buy this or something like that. So, <laughs> So of course, you know, I'll get new followers or new readers in with that post because it's very quote unquote click worthy, but I'll retain the right people because I've put my personality right. into it. Yeah, I think that's really interesting because a lot of bloggers, especially new bloggers, and I definitely fell into this category, feel like you kind of need to mold yourself to be a certain type of person, have a certain type of personality. Uh, speak a certain way, look a certain way in order to appeal to an audience when really the better strategy is just be you 100% unapologetically and the right people who are going to connect with you will find their way to you. Oh yeah, unapologetically. That's a good <laughs> word for what I do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I like to go live. That's my like expertise, I guess. And sometimes like one time I went live after a surgery that was pretty stupid. Oh <laughs> I, was like, I have to find that. <laughs> yeah. And I was, you know, talking about my goals for the virtual campground, but people ate it up. They, you know, and then of course I was getting emails. Oh, how are you feeling? I mean, it was very minor surgery, you guys, but I mean, obviously <laughs> I was going live a few hours after it wasn't that big of a deal. Right. Right. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just have to really be yourself and sometimes I guess what I like about blogging and meeting other bloggers is that sometimes you don't know who that person is until you start putting yourself out there more. I 100% agree with that and I want to talk about your book that you created. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited to talk about the book. Uh, so Liz's book is called Tales from the Black Tank, a collection of hilariously crappy RV stories. First of all, that name, Liz, tell us about the name. <laughs> How did you come up with that? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, all that ridiculousness I just said um, really ties into my first product. Right. Um, yeah, so in the RV, there is something called the Black Tank, and that is, you know, where all your we'll say nastiness goes, you know, that's what you're basically your sewage and um, you have to hook it up to dump it. Um, and so I was asking people, I knew, let me preface and say, I knew that when I started my blog, I wanted it to be a business. It was not a hobby journal. It wasn't, you know, just, Oh, look at my travels. We weren't traveling yet. I knew I wanted it to be a business. So I knew eventually I would have to create a product. And so after about six months 
um, you know, really, Eden, you kind of inspired this. I've never told you this, but you know, I think around six months of following you, you had started to make money and I was like, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing? She's, this was when she had first, I think even mentioned like bread and butter blogging. And I was like, wow, that's really smart. Um, of course, you know, I have an RV channel, so, you know, that's not relevant, but I was thinking, okay, well, I'll just create this ebook. And so I was asking people, because I was kind of all over the place in my journey, what I was writing about. And so I just kept asking people, you know, during my lives on Facebook, through email, et cetera, you know, why do you follow me? Like, I'm everywhere. You know, one day I'm talking about running, another day I'm talking about my kid. Um, you know, oh yeah, and I mention RVs sometimes. <laughs> and people said, you're just, you know, you just tell a really good story. Um you're funny, we can relate to you. And also at the exact same time as that was going on in my you know, professional life, my personal life, we were living in the RV, we were renovating because we found water damage. And if you've ever been inside an RV, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, they're very small. To live in it with all your stuff right. can be stressful. And to live in it and also renovate it is like incredibly, it's just like, stupid stressful and um so I would just I just found myself laughing at the situation pretty often because it was just so ridiculous you know mm -hmm. and my husband would say you know Liz I hate it when you laugh like this is not funny and I said yes this is hilarious you know a year ago we were living you know 20 minutes from Canada in this giant townhouse you know we didn't have a kid whatever I said, now look at us, like, how did this happen? This is so ridiculous. And um, so I started kind of sharing our renovation process in that way. And people really resonated with it because RV renovation is probably like the most popular topic within my niche. And, but everyone says, you know, everyone just shows their amazing pictures and how awesome it looks. And mm -hmm. I was like, look at this, you guys, this really sucks. <laughs> like right. this paint job is a batch, <laughs> you know, we need to do it over. And um, so on top of, you know, me having to laugh at my own personal life and people saying, oh, we'd love your stories. They're funny. I thought, you know, this is, I was literally driving and I thought, this is a tale from the black tank, you know, like, this is just a garbage story. This is ridiculous. And I thought, hmm, I should really write that book. Like, that would be a funny book that everyone would know within my niche that what it was about. They would, you know, they just hear the title and they know exact, oh man, I have a tale from the black tank, let me tell you. And, um, so I, I mentioned the title to a few people and yes, and they, I got that exact reaction. Oh my gosh, you have to write that book. That is hilarious. Um, I have a story for you. And I thought, oh, well, awesome, because I have no time to write a book. So if you could just give me that story, <laughs> that would be awesome. I'll put your name on it. And um, so I guess I'll get ahead of myself here and say that, um, you know, it turned into a collection of stories from other people, um, whether they were bloggers or not, that gave me their stories because it was such a relatable thing that it was, it was actually pretty easy to find these stories. Um, so I knew I wanted a product to kind of bring it back. I knew I wanted a product. I knew I didn't have a ton of time to create, you know, like a membership site or a giant course. Mm -hmm. And also I had limited knowledge at that point. We hadn't been RVing very long. Um, but I knew I wanted something that, you know, made my personality shine and would find the right people while also resonating with a large audience. So I think, I think somehow I hit the jackpot on that with this silly little book. <laughs> so just to clarify for anyone listening, you pulled other people's stories and bundled them into a book and you sold it. Yes. <laughs> and that so makes that's me sound like a big fat jerk. No, it's, you're <laughs> not a big fat jerk. It's, that's meant to show like, wow, how, that's amazing. First of all, your idea. So you do get to get credit for it and you get to do whatever you want for it. And you're the one who compiled it together. But I hope that is something of inspiration to anyone listening. Wow. You can really like create a product and sell it without having to spend 
I'm guessing it didn't take you too much time to do that or maybe clarify that. How long did it take you? Um, from the day that I, I posted it on Facebook, I said, I'm writing this book mm-hmm. to the day that I, um, I guess, quote unquote, launched it, had it for sale, could actually email it to people six weeks, six weeks. That's not bad. And how many hours were you working on it per day? Um, well, I would say probably about six hours a day um, on just gathering stories, putting it um, together. But I will say that if I had actual internet, I was using campground internet for people okay. that don't know. And I guess this makes it so it's like, you, if I can do it, you can do it. Damn it. <laughs> like I was literally using campground internet where it would stall out. I was using Canva and you know, that's not an easy thing to use. If you're creating a book, don't ever use that. Yeah. Yeah. So campground Wi-Fi, it was really terrible. Um, like so bad. I could not even do interviews or anything. I had to go outside of the campground, but I was working on this book late at night with my, you know, at home with this internet. I didn't even have an internet on my phone at this point, you guys, like, that's why I had to use this campground internet and it was free and it was terrible. Imagine, I guess like Starbucks, 8am, everyone online, <laughs> like drinking right. their coffee and how slow it is. Yeah. So you probably could have cut that time, that six week time frame in half if you had yes. all the things that you I mean, now it, now it would take me even like as a newbie, if I had good internet, something like this, yeah, it would take me about three weeks. As long as everyone cooperated, that was working right. on the project. Right, right. Um, yeah, so it took me about six, we'll say, you know, it would take you about four to six weeks if this was something you wanted to do. And yeah, I worked with other people. And what was great was I had already been engaging with other people in my niche, trying to, you know, I realized Eden was really big about guest posting. I guess when she first started, she said, guest post, guest post. So I was doing those types of things. And um, so it was easy to ask people because I had already built those relationships a little bit. And I had also gone to a conference where I had met people, you know, in real life. I really, really recommend if you can go to a conference, go to a conference because it just accelerates everything. So I knew people in real life. And yeah, some people I asked said no. They basically laughed at me and said you know, you're not paying me or whatever. I offered right. an affiliate link. So I said, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a blogger, here's an, you know, I'll give you 50% of whatever you sell on the book. And, um, I'm going to charge $10 for this book about crappy stories. And, uh, you know, that 50% will be yours. So of course, a lot of people within my niche weren't monetizing. Um, so they were really excited about that. And, for those that didn't um, have a blog or just wanted to share stories that knew me personally, I offered them $15 because <laughs> honestly, that's all I had at the time. I mean, now, of right. course, I can pay people more. And I did have one person because I posted in a Facebook group, hey, this is what I'm doing. And they said $15, you know, mm-hmm. and I said, it, have to, it has to be at least a thousand words. They were like, do you know, that's like not even a penny a word or whatever it added up to be. Right. And I said, well, you know, sir, honestly, this is all that I have. And if this book turns out to be a smashing success, of, you know, I would hope that I would, you know, retroactively help the people that helped me. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, that's a really honest answer. But I'm not going to write anything for <laughs> you. But I just thought, you know, I'd ask why you were only giving $15. And, you know, I had only I had been blogging for about six or seven months at the time. So I really I didn't have any money and I didn't yeah. or I didn't believe that I had the money to invest, I guess. So that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. Thinking back, I'm like, wow, I had more money than I think that I do now <laughs> you know, spending money. Right. But, um, yeah. So only one person asked me to pay them. So the book cost me $15 to make because I paid for one story. Everyone else took the affiliate link or literally just gave me the story. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I made it in Canva. Again, non-example, do not do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I didn't know any better. I was brand new. I just, I was going for it, right? 
I remember seeing you on Facebook, you would take like pictures. Oh, look at my progress. And I was like, oh no, she's making it in Canva. Oh, no. Why did you say something? <laughs> I think we did have a conversation about it. And I think you had just gotten to like page eight and you started to realize that it was going to get a little temperamental at that time. Yeah. And then you were like, oh, I'm already in it. I'm already in it for the long haul. So. <laughs> okay. I don't remember that, but that sounds like me. I'm like, whatever. You don't yeah. know what I mean. I'm like, campground Wi-Fi. I can't yeah. go back. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I did make it in Canva and I ended up realizing, you know, the more pages you add, the slower it gets. Mm -hmm. I ended up doing chapters, like, you know, one, one Canva file, whatever you want to call it. So each one was chapters and then I combined it and that, uh, you know, I told people, oh, this is going to be available July 15th. So July 15th is when I finished it. Yeah, typos and all, and I sent it out to the people that contributed stories. Mm-hmm. And of course, someone, a professional blogger, I'll say, she emailed me back and was like, Liz, this is where the typos are in my story. Oh my gosh. Also, um, your file is so big. Check out, you know, like compresspdf.com yeah. or whatever yeah. it is. And I had never heard of that. And I was like, oh my I gosh. I know what that is either. Actually. Thank you so much. You just Google, like, compress pdfs and it'll pop up like a free, it's like a free thing yeah that's cool. awesome Good. and um it's available for like all types of files but anyway mm-hmm. i was like wow i didn't even know files could be big like this is how <laughs> ignorant i was okay guys like you can do this too i swear <laughs> and so i literally put the file into this you know website she told me about and then, you know, downloaded it back to my computer. And then that's the file I sent out to people that had bought. Cause I did have pre-sales like Eden mentioned, I was doing some sort of pre-launch, mm-hmm. you know, I was showing the progress of the book and that was just coincidence. I didn't even know that was a strategy. I was just excited to share my work hey, that's good. with people, but apparently that's something, you know, yeah, people that's will charge a dollar to tell you. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so then she, she emailed, I said, Hey, thanks. I'm so excited about this. And she said, yeah, this is like an excellent idea. You're the perfect person for it. What are you doing to launch? And I had never even heard that word. What's a launch? What's a launch? What do I do? (laughs) So of course, you know, nonchalant. I said, well, what would you suggest? I know, you know, your husband's written a book and you're writing one right now. And she said, oh, read Launch by Jeff Walker, I believe it is. Okay. And so that day, July 15th, I set that date because July 16th, I was going on a bus trip with um, some youth from my church, and we were driving across country to upstate New York. So I literally had to get it done. So she sends me this book, and so I bought it, and I read it on the bus ride. And that's when I started implementing my launch strategy. (laughs) (laughs) And so, so just, we're just going rolling with everything <laughs> yeah yeah so I mean I was literally like just probably half a step ahead of the people buying my book mm-hmm. and um um so yeah I was like launching my book um as I was riding up the road in this giant prevost bus like nauseous as all get out I get so carsick but it was, it was so fun. It was fun promoting the book. It was so exciting when it was finished. And I did get a couple pre-sales, but it was exciting when I finally was able to give the book to them, you know. Mm-hmm. And, yes, it was just this stupid little Canva file. And it still is this ridiculous, like, just file. It's, I never um, changed the settings on it. I haven't touched it since I made it over a year ago. Mm-hmm. but it's still selling like I still sell it um you know it's kind of evergreen or whatever which I didn't right. even know what that was probably until like four months ago I was like people keep saying this word evergreen what is it? <laughs> I'm so <laughs> ignorant you guys like with this stuff that's how we learn though you know you hear yeah. something and then you go google it you figure out what it is and now you're like oh I've I've either already been doing that or I really should start Yes, exact. That's my strategy with all things in life. Like, <laughs> oh, what was that? Let me Google that real quick. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> so you mentioned pre. You pre-sold a few copies. Did how did you set that up? Um, PayPal. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, did you send an email out or did you say? You I, I, I was doing it on through email and on Facebook. I've always, I've always believed in the power of email. Like mm-hmm. every time you go to any sort of blogging website, people say email, email, email. Right. You know, and I'm not the type of person that needs to be hit on the head a million times to learn something. I see it twice and I'm like, okay, that's important. That's probably important, right. And so I had been emailing my list, you know, not as regularly as I do now, but, you know, enough to get to know at least a few people on my list. I, at the time, I had about 300 people on my list. Okay, so not a lot. Not a lot at all. Thank and you. I sold, I sold, I think I pre-sold it was like eight copies. I can't remember. Okay. Wow. So pretty good. And I told really them nice. it was a $20 book and they were going to get it for $10. <laughs> <laughs> and now that I look back, it's so funny because some people bought that book for $20 and it's literally something I made in Canva for $15. And it just, it's but just, it doesn't painting. matter because they're, thought process is, wow, this is going to give me value. I'm going to really enjoy it, you know, or I'm going to relate. Yes. Yes. It was something, and people were excited to have it. I mean, I got so many emails, you know, during the first couple months, of course. Oh my gosh, I found your book. This is so funny. We read it at the campfire or we read it while we were traveling. I read it out loud to my husband I've even had people say they printed it out, which, oh my gosh, I owe them money because there's so many pictures in it. <laughs> of course, it's Canva, so I thought I had to put right. a lot of pictures in it. Yeah. I'm like, please do not print that out. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Wow. Like, you're going to have like $100 in ink. Anyway. Wow. So, but yeah, people see the value in it. For me, um, for me and my blog, my blog is not there to teach you how to do many things. Honestly, you know, most blogs out there are how to, or, you know, mine is, mine is purely for entertainment. I mean, of course you learn things along the way, but my main focus is will this entertain Mm -hmm. the people that read it? Right. And so that book was 100% like, I wanted people to laugh out loud. I wanted people to read that and say, Oh my gosh, I know exactly what they're talking about. I've been there too. And there were different stories, you know, not everyone was about the literal black tank. Not everyone was about sewage. Some of them were about getting stuck on the road, not finding campgrounds, having something break in the RV. And so there was something where I feel like every RVer that reads it will have had at least one of those same experiences. Absolutely. And so it was definitely about entertainment and connection And that's all about what my website is. And that's still value. You know, a lot of times, how can we make a product that's valuable? You know, should it be like a how-to or one of those sort of things? And that's not necessarily the case. Like Ellen DeGeneres' whole platform is just like making people laugh and, you know, being happy. (laughs) It's the same idea, right? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. If Steve Martin can do it, so can I. (laughs) Exactly. It's the same thing. (laughs) It's totally the same. Yeah. And I think um, the other... I guess unique thing about the book was um, within my niche, not a lot of people cater to people that are already RVing because they are how-to blogs, right? So they're catering to people that want to do the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But no one was really talking to the people that already do it. No one was, um, you know, building that um, community online. I mean, there are some people now that, you know, have blown up, but they're still – mainly catering to people that want to do it or people that are just starting out. And my, I decided when I wrote this book, like this is for people that RV. This is not for people that want to RV. Please Mm -hmm. do not. And I even said like, it's on the sales page. Do not read this. If you're on Instagram, you know, you're looking at all these beautiful pictures and you think this is going to be awesome. Like, this is a spoiler alert and I don't want to hurt your feelings. So please do not read this book. (laughs) I love it. That's an amazing strategy. Yeah. And it, and people really not only that repels people away who are not meant to read it, but it further attracts the people who are meant to read it. Cause now they're like, Hey, I want to, I want to know what, what this book is. Like I want in on it. I'm an RVer. I fit that criteria. 
Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and people that don't RV will, I mean, might read it too. They might say, oh, well, I can take it or whatever. Right. And of course right. the book isn't, you know, it's not a murder mystery. It's yeah. not going to kill you to read it. Like you'll probably laugh. Um, and I have had people that said, oh, I found your book. You know, we're still in the dreaming phase. I thought it was so funny. I learned so much. Thank mm -hmm. you for writing something that's real because I've been reading so many blogs that only tell me it's going to be awesome mm -hmm. and might have one or two resources on, you know, when it's not. But they said, you know, sharing it in a fun, relatable way, sharing those stories, you know, it still made them want to do it, but they had a way different perspective on it. Right. For sure. And this kind of touches on that point of should your product be really general or should it be more narrow? It's something that a lot of bloggers actually just yesterday, as you know, that I was talking about this on a live training, but people think like my product needs to be really wide so that I can capture a bigger audience, so that I can make more money. But that's not especially in this case, that's not true. You know, you need to be more narrow, obviously not too narrow so that there's no one to buy, but if you're too wide, then you're not really appealing to a specific set of people and they're not ultimately, they're not going to buy. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I really, this was when I niched down and I said, I am about RV jokes. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm about sharing funny stories and of course, not everyone, you know, if you go to Google and you Google RV humor, like nothing comes up, right? There's, that's pe not what people are searching for. Right. And that made me nervous. Yes, it made me very nervous because of course, everyone's telling you SEO, you've mm -hmm. got to get on Pinterest, you know, and the articles I was writing, the book I wrote is not Pinterest worthy, I suppose, you know, nobody's Googling like, funny stories about <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's very, it's a very minimal thing. But when I said, you know, when I, I guess, you know, like staked my claim, this is, this is my website and this is what I'm doing. You know, um, the book helped me find those initial right people for me to share my message. You know, I think it's, I don't know. Someone says like, oh, you only need a thousand loyal fans. And this silly little book that I made has really like helped me find those people like true, true, I guess, fans, followers, readers, whatever. And I mean, I still talk to, I know the names of each person that pre-ordered. I, you know, know where they live. I know their RV story you know, because it meant so much to me and it, it didn't just give me money. Like it gave me confidence, mm -hmm. you know, to keep going. It gave me what I needed to say, Hey, this is viable. You can do this. And to me, that's more valuable than the, you know, $10 that I charged for it. Right. And I think that's really important because, you know, a lot of people think, they're going to be rich when they make their product. They think about these grand launches, people making $10,000, $20,000, $100,000 a month, not even just a year, but a month, but not going to be like that for your first product, but it's going to be so much more rewarding and you're going to have the confidence to continue working. And it sounds like that was true for you. Yes. So after the um, giant successful launch I had, not... <laughs> Um, actually, so I will say, you know, I had about eight pre-orders or whatever. And then within the next 30 days, or I guess $80 right there. Yeah. So in, you made a profit on your, yeah. In two profit. weeks, I think I had only sold, gosh, what was it? I don't know. It was only like 12 or something like that. And so I went on Facebook and I said, Hey guys, my sales aren't as good as I know they can be. I'm going to double my sales. And of course I've been talking about this every day for months. So people, people assumed that, you know, I was selling like hotcakes and they were mm -hmm. like, "Whoa, Liz really is nuts. You know, you have <laughs> to buy this book for me right now. And I dropped the price and I did, um, what do you call it? Like pay what you think it's worth, whatever yep. you want to call it. Um, and what tool were you using for that, by the way? I was using Gumroad. Okay. 
Um, so Gumroad has, yeah, name your price is what they call it. And so I dropped it down. They had to pay at least a dollar because I wanted to see, you know, the people that were on my email list, they had no problem spending $10. But I did have a few comments saying $10 for an ebook. That's a lot of money. You know, you didn't even write this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, who are you, lady? And I knew that I didn't have a broad reach. I had a very small reach. So I said, I'm going to drop the price, name your own price, to see what people are willing to pay for it, to see what this should actually be priced. Mm -hmm. So I said, I'm going to double my sales, guys. Help me out. Share this, whatever, whatever. And like I said earlier, I had built relationships with people that did have reaches. And so they were sharing and they were saying, yes, this is an awesome book. I even had some people that had turned me down, sharing it, saying, um. I wish I would have been a part of this you know because I, had, because I had talked about it so much in the last month people right. thought it was this big thing right which of course you know is still this stupid little canva file <laughs> and um so I had people sharing it and I think I tripled the sales so you know still like less than 50 but I got to say that I tripled my sales wow thank you all mm -hmm. so much for your support you know I started this blog less than a year ago, blah, blah, you know, whatever I said. And um, people really, really loved that. They said, oh my gosh, Liz, that's so exciting. And people were so excited to buy it again mm -hmm. or share it again because I had met the sales go goal and I had been sharing my journey all along. And so people were like, wow. So you she's were building really hype. You were building a lot of hype and people didn't really know the numbers behind the hype, but it got them excited for you and helped you kind of grow more. Yes. So this is the craziest thing that happened next. <laughs> and um, so somebody had shared it on Instagram, which at the time I wasn't using. I was too overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. I was building a product. I can't be on all platforms. <laughs> Come on, guys. True, true. So somebody shared it on Instagram and tagged it. I don't even know what tag came up, but they tagged it in some way where I got an email from this um, international RV rental company saying, Hey, I just bought your book. I'd really like to work with you somehow. And I said, okay, how? <laughs> and they said, well, I don't know. Do you want to set up a call? So I set up a call. And they said, you know, we just like your book. We were at a meeting, a, you know, a meeting here. They're based in Boston at the time where we were in a meeting and we were wondering how to relate to RV owners in a funny and authentic way. Hey, because, with our, because with RV rentals, a lot of RV owners don't want to rent their RVs because okay. they think, you know, it's going to be a bad deal for them but there's a very high demand for RV rentals. You know, people my age, 30 years old, you know, they want to rent an RV, they want to try it out, right? But no one wants to rent their RV. So they said, how can we connect with RV owners in a very authentic way to get them, you know, like relaxed and in a conversation with us? And this guy, his name's Nick, he said, not five minutes later, he found my book on Instagram. Wow. And he bought it and he wow. started reading it and he was like, this is the way we're going to find RV owners. And I was like, what? You know, wow. I was so talking about it now. I'm like starting to blush. That's amazing. It's so like, it's such an incredible thing that never would have happened had I not said yes to my silly little idea and said, I'm going to niche down and this is what I'm going to be about. And actually talking go ahead and create it. Right. Um, like I said earlier, I said I was going to only talk to people that owned RVs that were mm -hmm. in the lifestyle. And that's exactly what this company was trying to talk to. So had I not said like, yes, I'm going to niche down. This is exactly what I'm about. Then that company wouldn't have noticed me or seen me as, you know, that guy, so to speak. Right. So they offered me, and this is crazy because at the time I had just dropped the price to name your own price. So people were literally paying a dollar. Mm-hmm. And they, we went back and forth for a couple of weeks and they said, well, we want to use your book as a lead magnet for our email list. And we're going to give you $7 for each copy that, wow. you know, cause the, the book, they, he bought it for $10. So he thought the book was still $10. Yeah. 
Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> Is that not hilarious? <laughs> oh my goodness. And I said, Nick, you're my new best friend. I will do that. Send the contract. <laughs> and I signed it. And of course I was having these grandiose dreams, you know, it's this international company. They have, you know, like half a million likes on Facebook, whatever, whatever. And I was talking to the U S branch. Um, cause they were just coming over this, the company is named Camp Panda. So, um, it, obviously I'm not a millionaire. I'm still sitting in the campground talking to Eden Freed right now on her <laughs> unnamed podcast. <laughs> um, but it, um, I can't remember honestly how much, how many they were able to give away, but I think over the, over about two or three months that they promoted it. I got, um, it was something like, I don't know, like two or $3,000. I can't mm -hmm. remember. But to me, that was, again, validation. From like, a $15 investment that you made yes. from a collection of other people's stories over the course of a few months, you made two to $3,000. That's really remarkable. Yes. And on top of my own sales, which was like another $2,000. Right. So, um, but that's funny that you mentioned that because I'm sure people are saying, well, you're, you know, what about those people that gave you your stories? Did you give them money? Mm -hmm. You know, did you retroactively like, right. Did you say what you said? You were so doing? I posted, <laughs> so I posted in this Facebook group, the RV entrepreneur. And I said, wow. You know, when I find, when I hit the thousand dollar mark on this book, I said, you guys, I made a thousand dollars from this tales from the black tank. Can you believe it? Like I'm in shock. And one of the contributors to my um, book text me, called me, whatever, I can't remember. And she said, Liz, you know, Robert and I were talking about the story we gave you and you made a thousand dollars and we've been blogging for three years and we haven't ever made a thousand dollars. And I was like, oh no, they're going to ask me. <laughs> like I spent that money. I don't know. Oh have my God. Thousand dollars. They're like, give me my thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, so I was like, yeah, isn't it crazy? And she said, we want you to teach us how to do that. Wow. wow. How did you do that? We need to know how you did that. So, yeah, I just shared my story, shared how I did it, you know, the tools, Gumroad. Right. They didn't um, want your money. They wanted your brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, well, I asked a few others when after that Campanda money came in. I said, you guys, you know, I really want to give back. Like, this is incredible. I'm so excited. You know, I, I just can't believe this deal that I got, whatever. And every single one of them said, Liz, you deserved it. You worked hard. You did something that none of us have ever done. Um, keep selling the book. You know, our names mm -hmm. are being out there. You know, someone said, oh, I found you from Tales from the Black Tank the other day. Yeah. I loved your story in it. So they were getting the exposure, which, of course, right. I don't believe that you should do anything just for the sake of exposure. But it's a good bonus. But yes, but they were happy to do it because right. I was still promoting that book, you know, and I still do. I still promote it. Um, so they're still, like, you know, seeing the effects of that. And, you know, if somebody ever buys 10,000 copies, of course, I will gladly help all my friends that helped me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but it sounds know, like there's a lot of community, you know, within the RV world. So it sounds like they were just really happy to be a part of your journey. Right. Yeah. And I think that's with any niche, really. If you make those relationships, I think I, I've said this a couple of times. I was already building relationships. I went to a conference. I knew these people in person, right? Um, you know, I was asking their advice. And now that I had done this new thing, they were asking my advice. And it just... You know, I think building relationships with people doing just about the same thing as you is so valuable because, you know, unless you have that same product, I think Aiden, you said this yesterday, unless you're literally building the same exact product, there's going to be a way that you can work together. Mm -hmm. Right. And even if you are building that same product, get on the phone with them and talk about like, hey, what's working for you? And here's what's working for me. You can still kind of get back. To them and build that positive relationship as opposed to it kind of being like rubbing against right. each other in the yeah room. it's not we don't want friction yeah and right. one of the people that gave me 
um, a story in the book. Now she's a much bigger blogger than me now, and she has this course, and she came to me and asked me to do a bonus lesson and, you know, promote it and say, you know, basically like, oh, Liz Wilcox is in this, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I was 100% happy, you know, I didn't even think twice Mm -hmm. about it. And now that we're talking, I think, yeah, it's probably because a little over a year ago, we worked together on this project, Mm -hmm. and she was so willing to give herself to me that now, of course, like, of course, I'll, you know, record that lesson for you. And that's amazing. It goes to show like, you might question why you're working with someone or doing something when there's no guarantee of anything that you'll get in return. But that doesn't mean it's not worth it, right? You know, when we're working with people, we have to think about like, how might this be good in the future? How can we, you know, build a positive relationship that one day down the line in a way that I can't even imagine, it will come back and help both of us. And that's a perfect example of it. Yeah, we ended up, uh, me and this person and a couple other people, some in the book, some not, we ended up, it gave me so much confidence, this product, that I told my friends they had to make a product immediately, mm-hmm. and we were going to sell it in a holiday bundle. <laughs> and you did that bundle, right? Yes, and we did it, and we made, um, in eight days, we made over $4,000 together. Wow. wow. And I, if I wouldn't have written this book or, you know, put... I say I compiled the book is what I say. (laughs) If I wouldn't have compiled this book and sold it and, you know, read that book um, launched by Jeff Walker that someone suggested to me and compressed that file and just, you know, somebody, if, you know, not meeting campaign, if I wouldn't have done all these things, we wouldn't have had the confidence to build a bigger, better product and sell it, you know, just four months later and make right you know, thousands of dollars together. Of course, that's together. So yes, we split it. But it was so much less work creating a bundle when I was doing it with other people. Yeah, I've done bundles before in the past too. And it's just amazing when you put so much together. And you can make it such a low price, but that it sells so much more because it's incredible value for really low price point. And even splitting it, you still make a a large amount of money, you know, in a really short span of time, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So I think, yeah, so I did that. And once I got the Campanda deal and, you know, I was feeling, I was on this incredible high, like, wow, how can this be true? This is crazy. That's when I told my friends, you guys have to create your own products. We have to do a holiday bundle, you know. And they said, it's August, Liz. I said, I know. Christmas is right around the corner. (laughs) It took me six weeks to create this book. I know you're not going to create a book. I know you're going to create something better. So you need to get started right now. And they did. And and we we asked some other people, you know, for their products within our niche. And we bundled it together. And we did this online summit. And it ended up having over 1,000 attendees. We were able to give away over $1,500 in prizes. We did it on Facebook. We did Facebook Live. You know, we didn't have to pay for any expensive software to host it, whatever. We just kind of like Eden said at the beginning, you know, you just learn as you go. And, um, you know, we were able to sell four or $5,000, something like that. And, um, you know, just boosted everyone's confidence. And it honestly led me to do what I'm doing now, my digital nomad coaching. And it's so funny. I tell people like this literally started with a book about crap. And now (laughs) I'm coaching you. Like if I can do it, you sure as hell can do it. (laughs) Absolutely. I love that. And I was just going to say, you know, how has your life changed? And it's just, you, you just said it, like you're doing so many things that manifested from one little ebook. <laughs> just, yeah, just one idea I had because my life was going so crazy and it was just so ridiculous to me, like how I got in this predicament and, but I loved it. Right. And um, yeah, I was literally driving down the road. Tales from the black tank. That's hilarious. Uh, a hilariously crappy RV story. Like I should do that. And And then you did. Yeah. And now I'm sitting here talking to you (laughs) about it. I love it. And that's a great way to kind of come full circle. Um, Anything else that you'd like to share with somebody who's listening, who maybe hasn't created that first product yet is thinking, is this for me? Is it going to work? What if it 
fails, what would you share with them? I would say if it fails, good, because then you know what doesn't work, you know? Yeah. Um, when I launched Tales from the Black Tank, there were some things that I did that didn't work, and I had to adjust. You know, I had it for $10, which was 50% off, mind you. It was a $20 book. And then, you know, it wasn't selling. I sold 12 copies. I knew people wanted this. I knew it was funny. I knew it was good, you know, even if it was a silly Canva file. But I had failed at my sales, and so I dropped the price, and that's when I was able to realize people that didn't know me, you know, would spend 3 to $5. And so that's when I, you know, found out my perfect pricing. And now I realize if I would have put it on Amazon, it would have, you know, sold a ton more. And so in some ways I did fail. And if you think you're going to put a product out there that isn't going to fail, you're wrong. It's going to fail in some way, you know, but it's, it's also could potentially change your life in some way. Yeah. It's going, yeah, it's going to change your life. If you believe that it will, um, you can have doubt or you can have results. Eden and I talked about that a couple of weeks ago. And if you doubt yourself, that's all you're ever going to have. But if you move through that doubt and do it anyway, then you're going to have results. Um, Whether or not that, you know, is a $10,000 launch or, you know, a 12 sales launch like me, you know, I had the results and I was able to move forward. And now I'm, I give all the credit to the silly little book that now I can coach people and I have this new business and it was all because of Tales from the Black Tank. I love it. I love everything about it. Uh, Liz, thank you so much for sharing your story about crap. Hopefully we'll talk soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me on your unnamed podcast. I'm so honored. You just listened to episode one of Rebel Boss Ladies with guest Liz Wilcox. For more information on Liz, you can visit her at thevirtualcampground.com or follow her on Instagram at thevirtualcampground. For more information on how to create a life of freedom for yourself by creating a digital product online, visit edenfreed.com or join us in the Facebook group community at Beyond the Blog. I'll see you next time.